who was Vallabhai Patel's wife? Where was Vallabhai Patel born? What did Vallabhai Patel do as a young man professionally? Now, if you, like me, studied in the SSE board or like my friends who studied in ICSE, then the chances of you knowing the answer because of school, it's pretty much zero. Honestly, I know that he was called the Iron Man of India. And I knew that his contribution to the unification of our country is so immense that so many years later, we as a nation spent 2,700 crores building the tallest statue in the world in acknowledgement of this giant in a human body. But really, what is it that he did for us? God's honest truth, if you asked me this before I researched this episode, I would have mm, and ahed my way before admitting that I was not very clear. And if you had asked me, why did he become RPM? I would not have wasted your time. And if you had asked me, why did he not become RPM? I would not have wasted your time. I would have said, I don't know. So maybe you, like me, you're not sure. After a long time, I'm doing an episode on history and new members of the channel may not know, but I've done a bunch in collaboration with Epified on my YouTube channel. It's called WAC. Those episodes are some of my proudest and it truly broke my heart when that channel dissolved. So if you are someone who does this kind of work and you are looking to collaborate, then please do write to me on freesiab at gmail.com. If this is a series that you haven't checked out, then please do so because you can find the link to the playlist in the show notes. I'm going to tell you not just about Vallabhai Patel, including that his wife's name was Javirbha Patel. He was born in Nadiad. He was a barrister before he was a leader. But all of that is not important. What really is important is this map. The map by the Pakistan National Movement. This map, if you do take a look at it, it is in the show notes. It shows us the kind of India that the Pakistan national movement had in mind. An India that would have been divided in such a way that we would have had parts of Pakistan existing right in the middle of our country. If history had played out differently, this would have been reality. And if one man changed this history, it definitely was Sardar. My name is Frisia. This is WAC, a podcast where no topic is off bounds. And today, on Sardar Vallabhai Patel's death anniversary, we are exploring some unknown stories, like his role in the founding of the All India Services, his equation with Gandhi, and why did he never become the first PM of India. Now, before anyone says the most obvious thing, yes, Sadar Patel died on the 15th of December, 1950, and the first general elections were held a year after his death, when Jawaharlal Nehru was elected as India's first Prime Minister. So, technically, that's why he never became the first PM. But what we really need to understand, that our interim PM was Nehru, and he was sworn in on the 2nd of September, 1946, while Sardar Patel was alive. Vallabhai Patel and Gandhiji shared a great love for each other. In fact, he suffered his first massive heart attack because of the grief that Gandhiji's assassination had caused him. He was his lieutenant and right-hand man. And yet, Gandhi showed open support for Nehru. 
Prime Minister Nehru was immensely popular with the masses. But Patel, he enjoyed the loyalty and the faith of rank state leaders and India's civil servants. Now, there's a lot of gossip that historians like to write about the drama that unfolded between Nehru and Sardar Patel back in the day. But honestly, we didn't even know what was happening between the NCB and Aryan Khan, despite n number of 24-hour news channels and their constant breaking news. So, how will we know the truth about something that happened so long ago and that too behind closed doors? Some blame Gandhi for what happened. But Vallabhai was a man who would make kings and nawabs bend to his will. If he truly disagreed, I would imagine that he would have put his foot down in front of all the other leaders of the Congress. Looking back at those tumultuous years, see Raja Gopalachari, who had all the reasons to be angry towards Sardar Patel, because it was actually Patel who deprived Rajaji the first presidentship. He, in fact, wrote in his own journal in 1972, 22 years after Patel's death. Undoubtedly, it would have been better if Nehru had been asked to be the foreign minister and Patel had been made the prime minister. So now think about that map that I spoke about right in the beginning, the kind of India that Pakistan wanted to see. Then there is the map of what our subcontinent looked like around independence. Again, I have linked that in the show notes, but it basically talks about India getting divided as per the Muslim demands for Pakistan states, the native Indian states, as well as British India. And ultimately, it turned into the map of India as we know today. And we need to understand that this is enough of a legacy for one man. It was this one man that gave us this ultimate map of India. But it doesn't stop there with him. The IAS is also his creation, which he lovingly called the steel frame of India. And he, more than anyone else in post-independence India, realized the crucial role that civil services will play in administering a country, in not just maintaining law and order, but also running the institutions that do provide the binding cement to a society. His critics love to point out that he was heavy-handed and that he was harsh in his dealings. And if he had it his way, he would have gone into battle with the Chinese over Tibet. He would have also used military force against the Portuguese in Goa. Two things that are questionable actions for a newly formed nation. But speaking of heavy-handedness and harshness, this was also an era that was defined by people like Hitler, Mussolini and Churchill. Unifying 562 princely states under one flag was a very tough job. But Sardar Vallabhai Patel rose to the occasion. Perhaps that is why J.R.D. Tata and Molana Azad were such ardent fans of his. In many ways, today's India is divided along the lines of Vallabhai versus Nehru. And people act as if only one of them was enough to have done everything that Bharat needed. But when you research one, the other one always shows up, even today. Obviously, they themselves realized each other's importance and worked together. One providing looks, personality and an outwardly pragmaticism. Sardar, on the other hand, brought strength, intensity and a certain stubbornness to the table. 
both personalities were two sides of the same coin that was needed by one nation then imagining any past present or future that is not any reality is cute for a bit but it becomes toxic behavior very fast whatever happened happened and we are now here in the same boat in the words of yashwant sinha it's easy for us to sit in judgment after 73 years over the great men who fought for india's independence and then ruled the country judgment based on hindsight is a dangerous game played especially by those who are in a hurry to use history selectively to prove their prejudiced view of it let us leave history to the historians maybe we should take a page out of chacha nehru and vallabhai's books and learn that even though our thoughts and ideals don't align we still have to work together work together for the betterment of any one of us as well as our nation i'd love to know what you thought about this episode and what your thoughts and your ideals are you can always reach out to me on my social media handles you can always email me whatever it is i'd love to know i'll catch you again very soon my name is freesia ciao Thank you for listening to this episode of Whack. To make sure that you don't miss out on a new episode, subscribe to and follow the show on this app right now.